was... Right, well, I think it's gone, it's gone time based on the, the clocks round about the building. And it's wonderful to, to see everybody here. I'm not sure if everybody's off on holiday yet, but I'm off on holiday, so yay for me. <laughs> and uh, it's good that we can come together uh, on this special morning um, when we're going to have our nativity play. Um, it's, uh, it brings, brings back a lot of memories for me, nativity plays do, because I was actually, and my father-in-law's here, he'll never believe this, I was one of the wise men. <laughs> Uh, I, was, I was frankincense, and my mum somewhere has got a black and white picture of me like this with a, holding up a gift. Um, but it's, it's always wonderful to, to hear, hear the, uh, the story of the birth of Jesus all over again. So, how this morning is going to happen, we are going to um, have our opening song, which will be led for us by the band, which will be While Shepherds Watch Their Night, While Shepherds Watched. Um, and while we're singing, I am hoping that the rest of the children are going to come up and join us uh, for the nativity play. So, uh, whilst the children are doing their nativity play as well, it's important that you know as the congregation that there are times where we will be doing congregational singing. So, uh, the band will indicate when we need to stand up because I'm going to go and sit back down. Um, but they will indicate when we're to stand up and sing with the children for the songs. Right, okay, good, good communication there. Um, so before we start, I w- let's just uh, bow our heads in prayer. Heavenly Father, we're uh, so thankful to be able to be here this morning as a church family to uh, praise you and to worship you and to be reminded about the good news of the birth of Jesus. We're thankful for the the teachers who are downstairs and the children who are going to participate in the nativity play this morning, and we're thankful for all the the good memories that we have from our times at church at this time. We're thankful for the families who are here. Uh, We pray for those who are not here, for those who are sick, for those who are Uh, maybe uh, away with their families at the moment, Heavenly Father. And uh, I ask uh, a special prayer this morning for my friend George Maver, who's in hospital, and uh, for the doctors and nurses who are treating the cancer that he's struggling with. And we pray for all the doctors and nurses and our healthcare staff who are are working in such difficult circumstances, and we ask you to to give them the strength that they need. And uh, we pray that we can be an encouragement to them wherever we have the opportunity. Uh, We pray at this time that our focus is on you and what you've done for us, and uh, we're so thankful that you sent Jesus to pay the price for our sins, Heavenly Father, because we realize that we fail so miserably on our own and that there's nothing that we could do to take away our sins. And we rejoice this morning in the good news of Jesus, and we pray you bless our time together, and uh, we pray you bless the children as well. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're going to be upstanding after the band introduce us for uh, While Shepherds Watch Their Flocks.
about to enjoy a story that has been told and retold for 2,000 years. The nativity reveals something very special about God, that he was prepared to be with us and live among us. How he came as a baby who was given the name Jesus because he would bring his people back to God. So let's see the story of how Jesus came to be with us, an event that still gives hope for everyone today. Imagine the stars in the sky, the countless constellations, the sprawling solar system, and among it, a little planet called Earth. God made all of those things, and all the people and the inhabitants of our planet. Just over 2,000 years ago, when we most needed him, God came down to be with us, to save us, and to show us how life should be lived. He could have chosen anywhere to be his home. He could have built a palace for himself that would have made the grandeur of the Roman Empire seem like nothing, but he didn't. God chose to send his son to be born among the forgotten, the overlooked, and the poorest. This is the story of how God came to be with us. The story opens with a young woman in her home, Mary. Unless you look a bit deeper, there is nothing particularly remarkable about Mary. She was from a town called Nazareth, and she was engaged to be married to Joseph. But to God, she was very important. So important that God sent an angel down from heaven with a message for her. Hello to you. You are very special to God. God is with you. But Mary found it hard to understand why the angel had come to see her. She was just an ordinary woman. She worried what the angel meant by the greeting. Seeing that she was scared, the angel said, Don't be afraid. God is pleased with you. You will give birth to a son. You will call him Jesus. He will be called the son of Most High. I don't understand. I am not yet married. I am a virgin. How can I have a son? The Holy Spirit will come and his power will give you a baby. People will call him the son of God. I'm a servant of God. I believe it will happen as you said. The angel departed, leaving Mary excited about the news of the baby, and she told Joseph, the man she was about to marry, all about it. But the Roman emperor, Caesar Augustus, who ruled over the land, sent an order. He saying he wanted to count every single person in the country. So everyone, including Mary and Joseph, had to go back to their hometown to be registered. Joseph came from a faraway town called Bethlehem. Because Mary was engaged to, to be his wife, she came to him to Bethlehem. During... During the journey, Mary was very nearly ready to give birth to her baby. Although tired and weary, Mary and Joseph traveled for many miles. They went from Nazareth and Galilee to Judea and Bethlehem. When they arrived in Bethlehem, they knocked on every door in the town, looking for a place to stay. Everywhere was full of people. Each time, they were given the same answer. Lots of people had come down to be counted. So the whole town was full. There were so many families visiting. Mary and Joseph nearly gave up. But 
Then they tried the very last guest house. So, Mary and Joseph went to stay in the stable. It was a very difficult place to bring a new life into the world, dirty, smelly, and unhygienic. But Mary and Joseph made the best of it. When the baby came, they wrapped little Jesus in the clothes they had. They didn't have anything to put him in, so they placed the Son of God in a manger, a trough that is used to feed animals. I'm not sure this is what Mary was expecting. The angel said Jesus would be called the Son of Most High. But as she looked at the sleeping baby in the manger, she knew that he was a precious gift. In some fields nearby, a group of shepherds were keeping watch over their flocks. It was night time, and they were surprised, to say the least, to see an angel of the Lord appear in front of them. The glory of God shone all around the shepherds, and they were terrified. You see, the shepherds were just ordinary people going about their daily lives. They weren't considered very important. Nobody took much notice of them. So they were surprised when the angel spoke to them. Don't be afraid. I bring you news of great joy. Good news for people across the world. 
Today in Bethlehem, a Savior has been born. You'll find him lying in a manger. Well, if this wasn't enough for the humble shepherds to take in, the angel was soon joined by a huge group of angels called the Heavenly Host. They said, Glory to God from highest heavens and peace on earth. left up and went to heaven. The shepherds wondered what they should do next.
So they hurried off to seek Mary and Joseph and the baby, which they knew they would find lying in the manger. They found the stable where the young couple were, and the shepherds went in to see the baby in the manger. seen him, the shepherds told everyone who had they met about the child. People were amazed to hear the story. The son of the Most High, born in a stable? Someone who would be called the Son of God, placed in a dirty manger with only poor shepherds to greet him? The angel said it would, was good news for people across the world, because when they see the Savior has come to dwell with them, it offers hope. Hope to everyone in the world that they are accepted and can come to him, whether rich or poor, important or forgotten. Mary, who had seen it all happen, kept these things close to her heart. The shepherds went back to their flocks. But something had changed for the shepherds. They still had work and family. Nothing in their lives appeared to have changed except them. They glorified and praised God for the things they had heard and seen. They wanted to express the joy they had found and change the world around them. 
and what better way to celebrate the birth of Jesus? Sometime later, more people came to visit, but they didn't come straight to the stable. These three important people, sometimes called kings, sometimes wise men, were magi. That's the same word we use when we say magic. And these were very clever people who knew all the secrets of the stars, but they made a mistake. They knew from examining the heavens that an important event was taking place. A bright star rose in the sky. and they followed it to worship the person whose birth was foretold. They knew that the star heralded the king of Jews, and where would the king be born? Yes, they went straight to the palace, but they didn't find him there. 
They saw the bright star ahead of them again, and they followed it until it stopped. The wise men saw the child and they worshipped him. Each of them brought a special gift to the baby Jesus. Each of them gave Jesus a precious gift, and that's why we give gifts at Christmas now. They went home even wiser men, realizing that precious things are worth far more than money, and they're not always found in the richest places, and that there is indeed hope for everyone.
the Sundays I get to do my first ever little talk at church at Hebron, I have to follow that. There isn't any following that, isn't there? Why is it that God sends us children to teach us the, uh, the hardest of lessons in a simple way? Um, well, thank you, thank you, shepherds, stars, narrators, donkeys, and special sheep, and uh, angels, and kings. Don't forget the wise men and Mary and Joseph and the innkeeper. Thank you for uh, all your your uh, storytelling this morning, and thank you for all the teachers downstairs and the mums and dads who were sitting there going, oh, no, no. Great memories. Well, Willie, Willie's away um, at his family's uh, nativity play um, with, his, with his daughter and son-in-law, I think, so he asked me if I would just do a very, very small talk. Um, but he said I could do it to the children rather than the big people, but maybe the big people can listen along and maybe they'll, they'll learn something as well. So in Luke chapter two, I think somebody actually, one of the, uh, one of the angels said it, we, we read that the angel shared some information with the shepherds. The angel said, the glory of, well, and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified, but the angel said, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause you great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born. He is the Messiah, the Lord. So, boys and girls, the question is, what was the good news? Stefan. Jesus had been born, a Savior had been born, that's right. So here's another question. Why was it good news? Becca. <laughs> there you go. There's the lesson. He saved us all. That's right. Jesus was the answer to the problem or the bad news that the people had been waiting for. Can anybody tell me what they think the bad news or the problem was? What was the bad news? Stefan. Sin was the bad news. That's right. Now, only in the Bible can we find out why we need a Savior and how Jesus can save everyone and give hope for everyone. Only God's Word gives us an explanation of where we come from, why we are here, and why we need saving. Only the Bible can really explain and make sense of why today we're putting on a nativity play and celebrating the birth of Jesus. Without Jesus, there is no reason for our celebration. Now, I'm going to steal the seven C's that we used at YF on Friday night, so I apologize to the YF folks who are here. The first C, creation. God's Word tells us that God created the world and the universe and every person in the earth, and that we all come from Adam and Eve. You guys are so special that God created you in His image. 
There's nobody else like you, and you're special. The second C, corruption. God tells us that Adam and Eve disobeyed God. Can anybody remember what Adam and Eve did? Donkey. The snake tricked them into eating a food. That's right. They ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So that resulted in a broken relationship with God. And the result of that sin and that disobedience was death, disease, and destruction. And that all still exists today. The third C, catastrophe. God's Word tells us that God must judge sin and disobedience. And God showed His grace and mercy to Noah, but God must judge a sinful world. How did God judge the world in the day of Noah? Can anybody remember what happened? Libby? He He caused the flood. That's right. And only Noah and Noah's wife and Noah's three sons and their wives were saved. God continues to judge sin even today. Number four, confusion. God's Word explains how all the different languages and all the different nations came into being in the world we live in when God separated the people at the Tower of Babel. Number five, commandments. How many commandments did God give the children of Israel? Nathaniel, 10 commandments, that's right. So, God's Word demonstrates that despite being God's chosen people, the Israelites could never be free from sin by their own efforts. It showed that the people, the animal sacrifices were not enough. They still needed a Savior and could not save themselves. And it revealed their own sinfulness that they couldn't keep the Ten Commandments, and we're sinful, and we can't keep the Ten Commandments. And then number six, Christ. God's Word tells us that God had a plan. Right from the beginning of time when Adam and Eve sinned, all the way in the Old Testament through Abraham, through David, and right up into, is Mary here? Where's Mary? Mary's here. Right up into Mary, God had a plan for Jesus. God was preparing the way to answer the bad news of sin with the good news of the arrival of His Son, Jesus. And number seven, the cross. God's Word tells us that the birth of Jesus was just the start of the good news. Jesus lived as God in the flesh, and He lived a perfect and sinless life, and He did nothing wrong. Has anybody here done nothing wrong? Has anybody ever told, any, told a lie, maybe, or done something wrong? Oh, we've got some admissions there. That's good. Good confessions. <laughs> Jesus lived a perfect and sinless life, yet sin came into the world through one man, Adam, And through one man, Jesus, we are saved from our sins when He willingly died on the cross 
as the final and perfect sacrifice for everyone's sins. But that's not the end of the story. The cross isn't the end of the story. Because the wonderful news, the great news, and the great news of Christmas as well, is that Jesus rose from the, de the dead. The good news is that death was defeated, and the bad news of death and disease and destruction are taken away. And the great news is that people just like me and just like you can have a relationship with God now and for all eternity. Would anybody like a pound? You had your hand up first. Come here. Here's a pound. What's your name again? Kelly. Kelly. That's yours. Okay. At Christmas time, we generally think about giving and receiving gifts. But the best gift anyone can receive is offered to everybody, and it's free. All that is required of you this morning is that you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that He died, and that He rose again. It's just like Kelly did just now. Kelly didn't do anything to deserve the pound, but she accepted it and she believed I was going to give it to her. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. God sent Jesus into the world not to condemn the world, that the world may be saved through Him. The free gift is available to everybody who believes that Jesus is their Savior and accepts that what God has offered. And the good news is that Jesus' birth, which we're celebrating today with the children, His death and His resurrection gives hope for everybody. It's interesting. I remember that illustration as a child. A preacher held out a pound, and he says, sometimes as adults, we come up with all the excuses in the world not to accept Jesus' offer. This morning, if you're here and you haven't accepted the offer, the free gift of salvation that Jesus offers, I hope you'll consider it this morning. Thank you for your patience again, children and teachers. And uh, we're going to sing again, I think, hope for everybody, hope for everyone. And when the children uh, are going to sing for a bit and then they're going to make their way downstairs while we're singing this last song, uh, and get changed, and just asking the parents, when we come to the end of the service, if you remain up here, your child will be delivered back to you, um, hopefully. So, uh, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to sing our final song, and then I've got a couple of announcements, and then we'll have a closing prayer, and the service will be yours. Thank you for your patience and attention, and uh, we'll let the uh, choir… Uh, Lead us in this closing song.
Thank you, Ban, for uh, leading us in that. So just a couple of announcements that will hopefully appear up on the screen. Um, this evening, we have, after a number of <laughs> Christmases, we're having our Christmas concert this evening, a Christmas carol service at 7 p.m. here in the building. And uh, everybody's invited to come along and hear the, the concert and uh, participate in some of the, the carols. And then on Christmas Eve at 6 p.m. here in the building, we're having a, carol, a cookies and carol service. Uh, so come along to that if you can. And then next Sunday at 11 o'clock, we'll have our normal Sunday morning service. So that, that must be Boxing Day, I think. Um, and we're having Alvis uh, come back to speak for us next Sunday morning. Um, so mums and dads, if you could remain up here till your children are returned to you, and for everyone else, um, we're going to be leaving due to the new restrictions and rules. We're going to be leaving by the right-hand side door, I believe. It's over there, uh, following uh, down the stairs and out to avoid gathering in crowds indoors. And uh, again, thank you, mums and dads who are still here for the children participating in that. It's, uh, it's great to learn lessons from children. And I hope you had a uh, an enjoyable time if you're visiting with us and uh, online if you're watching online as well. And we look forward to maybe seeing you this evening. So let's just bow our heads in prayer and then we'll be on our way home. Heavenly Father, we're thankful for uh, the children and for the teachers this morning for being reminded that there's hope for everyone, that Jesus didn't come to save one specific group of people, he came to give his life for mankind, that we could have hope and we could be in a restored relationship with you, and that we can be free from sin and be able to spend eternity with you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for it allowing us to see the world that we live in through your eyes and to understand where we come from and why we're here and where we go after this life is over. Thank you for the encouragement of being together, thankful for faithful men and women who continue to serve you and to be a reflection of you in our society and in the, the place where they find themselves. And we're so thankful for everybody who's used their talents and gifts this morning for your glory, and we pray you bless our time together. We are thankful for the, the relationship that we have with you, Heavenly Father, and we're thankful for the free gift of salvation. And we uh, pray this in your Son's name, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Merry Christmas to everybody, and we'll look forward to seeing you next Sunday, if possible. The service is yours. <laughs>